Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to The Instance, everybody. This is The Instance for Friday, July 30th, 2021. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Garrett Weinzerl, back from vacation. Garrett, welcome back. Hey, Scott. It's nice to have you back. And uh, joining us all the way from, I'm not sure actually what country he's in today, but Patrick Beja, once again in the house. Patrick, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me. I wish this uh, coming together of the three of us was a uh, was a, at a better time, and I wish it was uh, more, I don't know, smiles and happiness. Um, but it's not, and we won't pretend it isn't. Uh, we're still sort of, uh, you know, soaking in it, everybody. It's still, uh, still kind of gnarly and fresh and raw and, um, all this blizzard stuff. You've heard two episodes of the, of the instance that tried to address much of what's going on in and around this. And, uh, I'm, I'm very, uh, proud of the previous episode. Um, and I'm so glad that Jules took some time to be here, uh, that we could get an actual, female perspective. I actually did hunt around for some possible voices today, but was either turned down or people were out of town and wasn't able to make it happen. So uh, instead, you're getting three dudes again, but we're... Uh, I, I, I yeah. want to uh, uh, give a shout out to that episode you did with Jules because uh, I just listened to it yesterday and it's really good. Um, so if you haven't heard it yet, like uh, maybe just because you're like, oh, it's a bonus episode, I'll get to it eventually. Uh, it's it's a good one. Yeah, it felt important, uh, and also it felt like I needed to. I needed to. Well, and I've even had some some people say, "Well, Scott, that episode with her was was great, but you still talk a lot." They said, and they're that, right. That was going to be yeah what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, I talk. I talk a lot. I do. I tend to. I tend to make things. It, it was interesting yeah. because it was your and I and I'm interrupting you. So no, so. go ahead. You know, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. It, it, no, it no, please talk a lot to tell Scott how he talks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I might be doing this a lot today, uh, but I, I, I haven't had a chance to uh, talk on any show about this. You both have done multiple shows uh, on the topic. Yeah. And by the way, uh, if you haven't yet, listeners, uh, go listen to the Angry Chicken. Uh, the latest episode was was really good, um, especially because because Joss <laughs> was on it as usual. Um, yeah, the, she really, the, the uh, really laid it, it out. It was, it was really, you know, it's the, uh, I'm getting into it already. Sorry. But the, the one with Jules was really interesting because it was really Scott working through realizations um, that I think a lot of us need to have at different various levels. And yeah, I, I was listening to it and I was like, all right, it's an hour long episode. Scott talks to for about yeah. like 50 minutes. I, te- I tend to fill um, air. It's what I do. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a skill in some ways. And it's a, in that case, maybe a little too much, but yeah, you guys were watching me work through a thing. And so far the response has been, um, we needed to hear that because I'm also working through this thing and I'm trying to understand it better. I'm trying to be more active. I'm trying to learn what I can, 
do and be and less about just talking about it, maybe more what I can do about it. And um, on that level, I think it succeeded. I'm proud of it. I think that um, Jules was amazing. And I think she also uh, helped magnify the point that this show and really my network could use more female voices. Um, I think that this, sh- the you know, wh- what I do has always been or it's always tried to be uh, a safe and friendly place for women. And I think largely succeeds in, in a lot of that. But um, there's room for more. And so that's that's what that was about. And so if it came off to some that, oh, this is Scott's therapy session, I apologize. That's not what I meant it to be. Um, and certainly, you know, I, I did get a lot out of it. So sure, I guess I maybe I'm getting a little bit of a of a selfish take on it. But I don't it wouldn't have happened without Jules and without her incredible perspective. And I am ever grateful that she took the time to do that. Um, so anyway, I, if you haven't I heard it, maybe some go listen people- to it some people might have been expecting me included uh okay let's give women a voice and i don't know if this is something that necessarily needs to happen right now this second uh that's a a longer thing right it's a longer term thing and so i came to it expecting that and what i got instead was a deeper uh yeah therapy session from from scott which i think a lot of I think every man in the world uh, might benefit from from the kind of introspection and maybe having people tell us these kinds of things is positive in the end. Yeah, but um, it um, it reminded me a lot of multiple conversations I've had over the years um, working with Joss over on the Angry Chicken. Yeah, and uh, I know there's a lot there's a lot I heard in that episode that like kind of hit me like oh god I went through this at at one point Mm -hmm. um, or another. Um, yeah, same. But same. and it was really yeah, and, those and two, I, by the way. like again too. It's like I don't know. I've been thinking about. It. I'm like it's it's it also like sucks to realize that like it has fallen on the the women in our lives and in our community to call us out and like and I hate that that responsibility responsibility has fallen on them like consistently. Yeah, it's like I, I don't know about you, but I've learned uh, I've had to learn a lot of lessons over the years no it's the first Um, the first people to reach out to me when i you know we don't have to get in all those details again but back in the you know with the big terpster mess which was another time the three of us were here talking about a thing that was really hard uh it was jocelyn and joss and or uh excuse me jules and other people in our community women in our community who reached out to me and said this is a great start but you're kind of missing some of the points and they were right they were totally right this is their voices again this is them reaching out to me after I don't know the instance episode with John saying, well, here we go. You're, you know, it's you and your white friends, your white boyfriends <laughs> talking about stuff that we would really have a lot to say about and we're nowhere near it. And me having to analyze why I do that. So we probably don't need to make this whole episode about Scott and his freaking learning experience. <laughs> um, I don't think that's really where the problem lies. However, I am committed and uh, want to do more. I've already stated this a bunch of times and I really mean it. Um, later in the show, we'll talk about, some actual action that I think I can do. The hard part has actually been trying to find ways that you can fricking do something uh, without it just being performative or words or whatever, like actual rubber meets the road kind of progress. And I think I have an idea on that. We'll talk about that later. And it's also a way that that the audience can uh, participate as well. Uh, So we'll get, we'll get to all that in a bit, but 
We should probably catch this up just a tiny bit on um, where things are at. Uh, the walkout did happen. And uh, it was quite a show of uh, solidarity. There was a lot of people that literally went to Blizzard. It's an important distinction to make, by the way, because they haven't had people in the campus working outside of, you know, certain systems roles and that sort of thing since the pandemic happened. So this isn't people walking out of the campus. This is people all driving and walking and riding to campus from their places of work, which right now is home. And uh, having that walkout slash protest happen there on on the campus. And it was quite the sight to see. Um, one of the interesting takeaways for me was they, they had a picture of everybody who showed up and they had signs and all this stuff. And it's a huge swath of people. Like I think it ended up being more than they expected. It was certainly more than I thought I was, I was going to see. And that was with a bunch of people who did not want to be photographed, who wanted to be not in the main shot. They wanted to be there and support, but they didn't want to be part of the photo, which is a totally fine thing not to want to be. And so we weren't even seeing the full breadth of the people there. That gave me a lot of heart. Uh, hearing that Ubisoft uh, having their own problems, as you're well aware, Patrick, a big, big stinker over there in France. We've talked about this before when we were covering E3 year before last. Um, they, a bunch of those employees in solidarity, uh, you know, kind of stood with with the Blizzard folks in a in a remote way to to you know say, yeah, we're we're feeling the same. They're also making new demands of their employers and of their leadership. All the things that the seem thing like positive uh, things, but yeah, go ahead. The, the thing to note about the Ubisoft thing is, and I don't know, you know, I don't want to, I, I really don't want to rehash everything you guys have been saying. Um, so I'll do my best not to do that. Even a little bit later, I'll go <laughs> a bit more free form. Um, but I really try not to do that. The, the, the thing about the Ubisoft event is that, uh, or letter of support, is that the scandal, uh, the second in the list of big scandals that we had in, in the past two years after Riot um, was followed by the kind of thing that we, like, I think, largely men, think are what should happen. Meaning there was an investigation and people were fired. Like there was actual action that followed the um, the, the scandal. And we can discuss whether or not uh, the CEO, Yves Guillemot, should have been part of that big sweep. Um, but there were people who were, uh, according to the victims, who they thought would never get the boot, who did get the boot. And that seemed like, at least to me, okay, this is progress. Things are happening. And yeah. I guess, in a way, it is progress because that kind of thing was un- a little bit unexpected, even though it's what should have happened. But uh, in their letter, they're saying, yes, these people were fired, but the fundamental culture of the company hasn't really changed or we haven't really seen it yet. Um, I think it's a, it, there's a little bit of contrast with what's happened at Riot. Again, according to people within the company, uh, Cecilia D'Anastasio did a follow-up on the you know revelations a year later. And even though there are still big question marks about Riot, the employees seem to be saying, you know, things are actually better. I don't know, you know, we don't know. But at Ubisoft, it seemed like what they were saying was there's a lot of, you know, surface stuff, but deep uh, within the company, things aren't really changing. And that was that was a bit disheartening, but I think it's worth noting. 
Yeah. Um, well, I mean, then maybe that, maybe that is a good transition to the, to my, one of my biggest overall feelings on this entire thing is that the blizzard mess does feel like a, a moment. And by that, I mean, um, there's a lot of factors involved here, like the love and devotion that Blizzard gets for their games, their their perceived culture and their past is 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 huge. Nobody, no, I don't know any other developer that 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 has enjoyed that much of that kind of player culture than Blizzard has um, as a game developer. So when people hear things like Ubisoft's having a, a harassment scandal or blizzards having a massive harassment scandal for some reason it feels so much worse at blizzard and i don't want to discount how bad it is everywhere cuz i know it is and it's terrible everywhere but our perceptions uh are worse because we held them to a standard and they did not live up to that I, standard at all and as, I, and as a result think, of that oh sorry well, well i'm just uh, just to make my point um this feels like I don't like to use the church, the, the term George Floyd moment. That's a, I don't like how people apply that to everything, but this feels like a tipping point moment. Potentially it does. And a lot of has, a lot has to happen for me to believe that that really truly means there's a tipping point here where Blizzard could really not only write their own ship, but, but this could be a moment for the industry and then broaden that out to other industries, take it further into tech, anything else where we could see real change. Uh, that's what this feels like to me. And I'm, I may be too optimistic. I don't know. And that's going to take a lot of time, a lot of healing, a lot of people getting fired and a lot of stuff still coming out and everything else. But I still feel like this is a tipping point. And I, I hope I'm not wrong. I hope this is not just another, you know, another one until we get to a worse one. And then a worse one. And I, then a worse yeah, one. I think we're very close to it. So I think it affects us more. Um, looking at my social circles like social media circles a lot of people close to blizzard are deeply affected uh, i'm really trying really hard to keep the anger out of what i'm saying uh so don't think that i'm not angry because i really really am but people outside of that circle i don't think are you know they've already moved on and i want to i think there is there has been steady progress, but I really feel like when the riot thing happened, a lot of people, at least I thought, oh my God, that's so big. Okay, that's the moment. And then the Ubisoft thing happened. And I thought, oh my God, okay, now the second one in a row, that's the moment. And the Blizzard thing happening, I think Blizzard, I had no illusions about the industry as a whole, but I thought Blizzard was the exception. Right, I think th there was this clearly false idea with, you know, Gamergate 2014, Morheim actually said something on stage at BlizzCon. That was significant because no one in the industry was talking about it. And then you have Overwatch where it's implementing diversity at a moment where it wasn't obvious that this should happen. Gamergate was all about this. So I don't want to, you know, talk about this for too long, but it felt like Blizzard was the exception. And they're so vocal about the diversity that, you know, I thought, okay, Blizzard at least has uh, largely values. And the, the again, I'm going to say disheartening, the really disheartening thing that I realized when it happened at Blizzard 
was I think all the men were shocked and all the women were saying, I, I guess we don't curse on this show. You can say whatever but all you the want. Women, we can say whatever you want. You're fine. All the women were like, what the fuck did you think was happening? We've been talking about this forever. And including at Blizzard. And there was, you know, one moment that Joss was echoing this uh, in the episode on the Angry Chicken. She was like, it was horrible for, uh, I don't want to, I'm paraphrasing, but she was saying, you know, I, we've been talking about this for a long time and people are still surprised. And that was a, you know, a shock to me because I confess I hadn't realized it was, it like, it's everywhere. And I don't know how, how long I can spend on this. Um, I, I wanted to talk about a lot of things throughout the last 10 days. The, the one thing I landed on is, if you'll permit me, Scott, I want to talk about responsibility for, for a little bit. Go for it. Um, I want to talk about responsibility. And the anger that I had was towards, of course, the perpetrators, but it was towards directed at me at you, Scott, at everyone in the, in every man in the industry and in the communities, because let's, for a second, the example that we've all seen, the 2010 video at BlizzCon. Let's be honest for a second. You know, the, the woman saying, oh, I wish Sylvanas didn't have a bikini, you know, didn't come out of a um, Victoria's Secret model. Uh, 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 catalog and and Afraziabi saying, "Oh, which catalog would you like her to come out of?" Mm -hmm. I 2010. I I was working for Blizzard back then, and I'm get I guess I was in uh, cubicles doing interviews, so I didn't see it live. But I have said many times on the show at BlizzCon, I work or do stuff during the day, and then I go back in my hotel room and watch all the panels I can. So I think it's very likely that I saw it. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if I saw it. And I'm guessing my reaction at the time was, oh, well, that really sucks. He's, he's an ass. You know, how can he say this? And then, yeah, he's, you know, he's a jerk. And I think I moved on. And now when we see it, we're, I, I've made all of us puke, I think. But back then, let's not pretend we didn't see it. You know, let's not. And maybe some of us didn't see it. Some of us did. It didn't turn into a scandal. It should have, obviously. And, you know, that was before Gamergate and before Me Too. And, but I'm certain that many of us saw it. And we didn't react in a way that would have been, you know, I don't know, normal. Mm -hmm. um, I... You know, when did I talk to Scott about the number of women on his shows on the instance? Mm -hmm. Was it like listeners? When do you think that happened? Was it at that point? Was it maybe during the horrible Gamergate? Probably. You know, all the horror then? No, yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. Was it during Me Too? It wasn't. No. Was it at the riot? scandal was it at the last year's ubisoft scandal no it was last week yeah. it was last week i was like i sent a text and i was like oh scott you know what maybe you should have female representation on your shows what like 
we're all responsible for this. We're all responsible to various extents. You know, obviously, the 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 perpetrators are the most responsible. The people who covered for them are are responsible more than everyone else. The the but we are we all have a part in this. All of us, all the men, we have a part in this. It's the we are part of the industry and us here in the Blizzard community are part of, well, the Blizzard community. Looking back now, you know, the, and, and again, all the women are like in disbelief, the women I've seen are in disbelief that we, we are shocked because... <sighs> yeah, but they, they all also... Of them, all they, of the ma- women we know that work at Blizzard right. or that have had interaction with Blizzard... All of them have stories. All of them. Like, I haven't seen a single person that I know that has had interactions with Blizzard that doesn't have stories. Patrick, You know, that hasn't been harassed, that hasn't been... And we interact with them. Yeah. You know, we we hang out. Let me me put... Let me just just add this. There are stories... My daughters and my wife have stories that I didn't know about. Like, this isn't just a... Our friends at Blizzard had stories... My point is, I agree with you 100%. And if I saw that video in 2010, I don't remember it. And if I did see it, I don't yeah. remember. That, that I, was my first BlizzCon. I think I was there and I don't remember it. Yeah. And I'll bet you, yeah. I'll bet you if I did see it in 2010, I'd go, Ugh, all right, whatever. Move to the next question. That was cringy. Yeah, exactly. And left it there. Exactly. And we've changed si- since then, of course. <clears throat> right. But what are we doing now that maybe looking at in five or 10 years, we would have the same reaction? Like, again, the, all the, like, I've had, I don't know, I'm not going to speak for you guys. Looking back, I've had more than one woman hint at this. Uh, maybe two. Like, hint at the fact that, you know, not just, oh, I've had a bad experience, but, you know, at some point it's going to come out and it's going to be a shit show. And I was like, oh, oh well, maybe she had a bad experience. She She had a a manager who was an asshole or so a colleague that, that did something bad. I didn't look further into it. I didn't. And this is in the middle of, again, me too, Gamergate, Riot, Ubisoft. How did I not? You sound like, you sound like me with Jules the other day. I think <laughs> this is, this, this was, this was me with Jules the other day. You're basically describing how I was feeling. Like almost exactly to the T, that's how I was feeling. Yeah. And I think, I think what I'm, okay, whatever. This isn't like, oh, we should like beat ourselves up and we're so bad and this is horrible. This is not the point of what I'm saying here. What I'm trying to say is we have to take a really hard look at the way we're doing things and the way we're approaching these things because we're responsible, all of us, again, to various degrees. I think we as members, like, you know, podcasters, influencers, whatever, more than maybe members of the community, mm-hmm. like certainly. But like, it's not entirely the same, but I've seen a few uh, influencers who who are like what I call anger mongers, like the people who like to make you angry and who like, shit on the games all the time. And I'm not saying whether it's justified or not, but they do it in a very toxic manner. Mm. And someone was saying, one of them, I'm not going to say who, was saying, hey, you know, you really shouldn't harass 
people and employees because maybe that they that's the only you know telling them you should quit your job the company is horrible maybe it's their they moved across the country and it's their only support system and and yes of course it's important for someone like that to say this a, a well-known uh a well-known influencer has a voice and they should say that but for not for one second did they stop and try to reflect on like look inwards and and try to see how the culture of toxicity that they are breeding and there are a few of them not everyone of course but there are a few of them who are actively toxic and everyone is telling them you're toxic your community is is toxic like there was someone who was saying, oh, this is horrible. And, and a, a woman uh, answered him on Twitter and was saying like, do you remember when you had an interview with me and your community was so shitty I had to stop? And they were like, oh, you can't control Twitch. The point is not to control Twitch when you're streaming that moment. The, the point is to look at what you're doing and what kind of culture it breeds, right? And I don't mean to harp on those. What I'm trying to say is we all have a part in this, me included, me more than you know, someone who's just playing the game, but all right. Um, let me tell you how that, boi- let me tell you that-, that boils down for me real quick. That here's the revelation for me. I hope it made it clear when I sort of expressed this with, with Jules, but I'll say it in this way. I was always probably quietly cause I'm not one to brag normally, but I was quietly proud that I was, at the head of a, a a community that I thought, well, this doesn't ever happen in here. We're not doing this. Certainly, I'm not doing this. So we're good. We're good over here. And that may have been true that for the most part, we were good. But where I went wrong and where I'm trying to fix this now is that's not enough now. That's not enough. It's not enough for me to go, oh, wasn't me. I'm not, I've never behaved like that. Don't look at me. That's not enough. That basically says, well, go look somewhere else for the problem. And I'm not here to be anyone's ally and I'm not here to help anyone, or I'm not going to go the extra step to try to do, do some freaking good in this world. That's what has, has to change. To me, that's true across the board. If we're talking just community influencers, podcasters, YouTubers, whatever, we have a responsibility to to do more than just the basic decency. If we're being decent people, great. That's great. Good place to start. Happy that you're starting there. That's not the end of it. And that was a rude awakening for me. Because it's not. It's not the end. I can't just be that guy that says, well, we're we're good over here. How are you guys doing? I can't be that anymore. The the, the starkest thing, I think, is the, the fact that every woman connected to this was like, yeah. And we're like, what? This is happening at Blizzard? Like, this is unconscionable. How did we not know? It's, I don't know. Um, if we if we want to talk about something a little bit more, it, it's, it's part of the demands of um, Blizzard, the employees, and, and Ubisoft. There are things that I think a lot of people stop at when they wonder, like there are a lot of things that everyone talks about, you know, say something when you see something and, and be supportive and, and believe the victims and all of that. And absolutely. And I think a lot of people say it 
all the time, and and absolutely all of that is important. There's one thing which I think is is a little bit troubling, and that's shifting. Um, it's the the need for unionization, and I'm sorry if you think that's political. I mean, we're talking about deep issues in society, and that's part of it. Um, the the consistent thing about unionization I see, especially in the U.S., is oh well, uh, unions cause problems, and we can't go there because oh wait, that's too far. The and and by the way, the firm that Activision Blizzard employed, that's one of the news items, is uh, known for having a like counseling about how to uh, reduce the risk of employees unionizing. And I'm sure they're not, they're not the only ones. I'm sure many big law firms do it. This one apparently was hired by Amazon for this, you know, and Amazon is notably uh, uh, horrible about fighting unionization. The reason why unions are important is that unions create collective bargaining, right? That, that when you are one employee against the company, there's nothing you can do. It's you know it's it's not even David versus Goliath. It's it's there's nothing you can do. You're one voice against your your managers and and leaders. Unionization puts all of these voices together so that they have a seat at the table. And we've talked about this before. But and and I'm sure everyone knows what unions are. Um, but a lot of people go, oh, but they create more problems. They're anti-business, and they're that is not the main. Like in some industries, you need unions for employees to be able to say stuff. And let me remind you, if you think that um, if you think that unions stop everything in the business in its tracks, Hollywood is one of the most unionized industry like sector in the U.S., probably the world. They are unionized to the bone. And I think the U.S. movie industry is doing well. Yeah, so seems, seems to be doing all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and unions are what allow companies like employees to have their voices heard, their their needs, their demands, their concern to an extent. And I think we're past the time now where we can weigh, you know, the pros and cons. The reason all of this is happening and is that employees aren't heard. And HR departments aren't working for the employees. We've seen it multiple times. Anyway, my, the point I'm trying to make is if there's something that maybe we can, that might help, I don't want to speak for the employees or victims, but it seems like changing our mindset about this might be part of it. And I really think it's a big part. Um, another thing I would really like to see, and I'll stop after that. I'm sorry, Scott. You're um, fine. You're totally fine. Keep Another going. thing, there are many things we need to discuss. And again, looking inward as well is something that's very important, including for me. But another thing I'd like to see is independent audits. There are a lot of people um, who were, let's start there. It's it's a problem across, you've both said that many times, across the industry, across society, right? So I'm not saying Blizzard has to do this and then everything will be fixed. Obviously, it's a problem that is across <laughs> the entirety of, of, of society. But we're talking about video games, the video games industry and Blizzard specifically now. There are a lot of people who have said, and who were previous leaders who aren't there anymore, um, who have said, 
that they're sorry. With statements, that seem to be the kind of thing that is absolutely necessary and that it means absolutely nothing until things happen. Yeah. Both of those things can be true. And I'm thinking, you know, off the top of my head, people like Mike Moheim and Chris Metzen, who's, you know, a, a friend of the show, and I don't know, Rob Pardo and, and many others, they have said, we're sorry, we're complicit, well, not Pardo, I haven't heard from Pardo, but Morheim and Metzen. That's great. That is something we need. What I want to see now is what you're going to do is what we're going to do, but in this case, it's them, um, to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Because what we've seen time and time again is that there's this misconception, and I'm including myself in this like mindset. We think that, oh, there's a problem, we're going to fix it. Like there's someone who has a problem. We're going to fix it with the employee. Clearly it didn't happen at Blizzard. So that's even that is iffy, but we're going to fix that issue specifically and everything's going to be fine, right? What we've seen is that you don't know what's happening in your company. At the very least, you are ignorant. You should know, but you don't. HR doesn't help. So we, I want to hear from Morheim and Metzen and the others what they're going to do to make it like physically, geometrically impossible for them to not know. I want outside audits. I want to hear that they're, you know, hiring not a law firm, maybe go talk to, you know, I don't know, Anita Sarkeesian or, or someone who's an academic that's active in the field, maybe do an independent industry-wide, start an independent industry-wide uh, fund to fund this where people, employees can go talk to them, they investigate, they have full access and direct link to you, the CEO, and they do reports, maybe even public reports. Make it so you cannot ignore what's happening. And because you, you don't know, we don't know. It's happening. You think you're fixing it, you're not. Why would it be different at Dreamhaven or at, you know, I don't know that... War chief is gonna is gonna suffer the same problems. But at a certain point, when your company is big enough, you don't know, and we don't know. It's happened at Riot. It's happened at Ubisoft. It's happened in the worst way at Blizzard, I believe. And it's not even these companies. Like again, the the, the women who have been coming forward are saying, not only is it not just these companies, not only is it it's not just the the big companies. It's everywhere. It's the, the indies. It's like, it's the entire, it's the community, honestly, the, the communities, but that's maybe a different topic. I want to hear from Metzen and from Morheim that they are going to have independent organizations auditing their company from the outside and talking to them directly once a month, telling how the, the, the things are going. And of course, you're always going to have assholes who, who abuse their power. You know, I don't think we, in the near future, we can reach zero. But I want to hear, you know, that's my random idea. Maybe it's completely dumb. But I want to hear from them how they're making it impossible for them to ignore it. Because they have not ignored it, maybe ignored it, but certainly not been aware of it to, in the fullest scope that it existed in. At every company we've heard about. And it goes through, you know, representation and diversity in the workplace and all of this, but also. All right. 
all of this and and more. Um, <laughs> and I think the the, the yeah. takeaway is where I really want to to convey the fact that we are all part of it. We can't say anymore, oh, it's these people. Oh, it's the the leaders. Oh, it's Kotek who takes in that many million dollars. You know, that doesn't, it, that's not the issue here. Unions can help. Like we are, it's not just them, it's us. It's all of us. We should have known. It's unconscionable that we didn't know. And, and if we didn't know, it means we have a part of this responsibility. All of us, all of us, you listening now also. I'm, yeah, sorry, I mean, you, I'm, you, no, you kind of, I mean, you, I'd, I'd be at the risk of repeating myself, but. Dude, you made it through that without 17 F words. Man. Yeah, I'm impressed. You only got the one. You. Yeah, you only got the one. But here's the thing. Like I said, when I was on here with John, while uh, he was guest hosting that day, um, I said, essentially that I, I, I can't. From a personal standpoint, which is the only way I can really view the world, I cannot support the company until they do a full, transparent cleaning of house. And by transparent, I mean everything you just detailed. It has to be. And if they can, that's where I'm optimistic. If they can do that somehow, and it's going to be a lot of people are going to go, ah, you think they can after all this? They're never going to burn. I get it. I get the need to be negative and to take it into the toilet no matter what angle comes up. But if we really want to see something happen, we have to have a little optimism. And that optimism right now is me saying they have a chance to do this. Certainly Morheim, Metzen, uh, Light Forged, Frost Giant, Pardo and his freaking bonfire company. All of these people have have the biggest opportunity to say, all right, we're out of there now. So what are we doing now to change that? What are we doing now to get back to whatever the passion we all had in the 90s was when we first started? Was this was was our company based on frat boy shit or was it based on creativity, acknowledgement of everybody and diversity. Well, decide now how you want to be for the next generation of things you're going to make. Like be that change you want to be in the world. If they can do that, great. But they have to do the same thing you just said. They have to be 100% transparent about this. It has to be out front all the time. I will never again get polyanded into feeling the way, feeling about a video game company the way I felt about Blizzard. It's not going to happen again. That naivete is chipped away and thrown in the garbage. Done. So well done, Blizzard. You effed me up that way. And a lot of people. But now that we're all seeing this for clearly what it is, everything Patrick said is correct. You can get all worked up. Some in the chat room are already doing it. You can get all worked up about unions and the political issues of unions. And unions are perfect. They have their own set of issues. Of course. But this industry course. needs something. It needs something that is in favor of the group that gets fired after a successful launch for no reason that and this isn't even talking about this, these abuses. Like there's a whole myriad of issues in this industry that deal with, can I, can I say something that might be slightly please unpopular? Do, please do. Yes. Okay. So, uh, not really a union guy. Um, I tend to view them as punishment for companies that can't deal with their own shit. So that said, I, I do kind of think blizzard deserves <laughs> to be, uh, punished with unionization. <laughs> That's a fair point. I mean, I mean we, nobody the, would ask for the, unionization the, the if they all got it right, right? If they got it right, we wouldn't need it. So, <laughs> so you're not wrong. That's the like, thing. The, the specific thing you said, punishment for companies that can deal with their own shit, I would dispute that. But again, Riot, Ubisoft, Blizzard, every single woman you know working in this industry saying the companies aren't dealing with their own shit. 
this is happening all the time everywhere and you don't even know about it. Like this, yeah. I'll go, I'll say something positive if you want. No, I like, hey, um, you you be you, Patrick. So what what do you got? You lay it out. You're fine. Whatever you want. I, I don't think, I think this is a decades long process that started decades ago. Um, maybe 15 years ago. I don't think we're here without Gamergate, uh, without Me Too. I think the reaction to these past few scandals has been more and more in the, holy shit, this is unbelievable and unacceptable. So it's moving in the right direction. Um, but I am, you know, it's moving in the right direction on the surface, right? As every woman we've heard has said, there's a lot of surface, you know, stuff that's happening, but deep down the culture is still rotten. So I think awareness is where it begins. And I hope that we can keep moving in that direction, but it doesn't happen if, you know, I, I, I'm already starting to see people moving on. And it's normal. You can't stay angry at something 24 hours a day forever. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of seeing people moving on. And that's why I'm saying I want, I would like everyone to, to think about it now and to reflect a little bit. And I would like to see something that makes it everything I just said. I'm going negative again. I think <laughs> it's moving in the right direction. It's incredibly slow. Um, and it's incredibly frustrating, but maybe, maybe it's going in the right direction. Um, I, I, as I, as I, I was saying, that, uh, like yeah. I'm with you, I, I think all of the movements that you mentioned have, uh, have absolutely played a role because the sentiment, and I think I've talked about this so many places. I think I've mentioned this everywhere. The sentiment I've seen time and time again this week that has really seemed like the light is that it's good that this is out there and that's what Gamergate brought up. And that's what me too brought up. I got that shit out there. It got people feeling comfortable is probably the wrong word. Sunshine, baby gets the sunshine, but like they can actually talk about it and be listened to. And sadly this week, I've seen a lot of people not listening. Um, but I've definitely seen a lot more that are, because uh, oh, it's more. the kind of stuff Va- like for every majority, vast majority for everyone in our, our community, we, we've brought up, we've brought up Jules and Jocelyn a lot today because they're in our community mm-hmm. and we've spoken with them very recently about all of this. Um, there are just as many women who do not want to talk about this because they're sick of talking about yeah, this and they don't, they don't feel like it's their job. And frankly, it isn't. I think it's sad that the responsibility falls on them to have to relive trauma and hardships and abuse. But I couldn't agree with again, that more, dude. I could is, not agree. It more. is out there now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Patrick. I, uh, sorry. I just, I just wanted to get that out. Like, I think you're dead on the money that while it is difficult for us to accept these truths, at least they're out there. And, and so what if it's hard for me to deal with it? You know why it's hard for me to deal with it? Because I haven't had to live through it. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly right. And I would say and, this, like as, as, yeah. as the instance as a show, uh, and I said this two weeks ago, I would have ended it if we hadn't just discussed our 2.0 plans and how we want to take the show in a different direction and pull away from WoW and Blizzard as our focus. Had we not done that, 
the show is ending. It was going to end that weekend. I would have been my final mm-hmm. episode, and it would have sucked because Garrett was on vacation and Patrick was I don't know where, and I it would have been me and John, the guest host, ending the show. Oh, I would have told you, screw you, wait till I get back. I was so angry, dude. I mean, I we're was gonna, so we're mad. Put this thing on the ground together. It's. I was seeing red. I think that, but my point is. Let me let me get my point out. The point of that is I. The show will continue on, and it will do what what it wants to do and where it wants to go. But this is now a permanent part of the process. This is now no longer, hey, what's that game doing and how are the patch notes? Hey, what's going on with Final Fantasy's boost in playership? Like, it's that. It's those things. And it's us deep diving. But this will always be a part of the discussion. And I don't mean every episode is going to have a big, huge thing about abuse and how to stop it. That's not what I mean. What I mean is we will have things to do in the future and now as starting today, which I'll get to in a minute, we're going to have opportunities to actually do stuff in this space. We're going to make it a priority for the show, a cause for the show to do more for the women in our lives and not just be bystanders who maybe didn't do anything or aren't directly involved. But now we're going to go a little further and see if we can actually help people. That will be ongoing. We'll get more female voice on the show. That is a promise for me and you can hold me to it. Uh, and that may mean a third chair who's a woman. It may mean that if I can't get someone to commit to that, I'll work on trying to. But if I can't, then we'll find other ways to get more female perspective on the show. That's happening regardless of any of this. And when these issues arise, let's say six months down the road, something comes up and uh, we find out that I don't, I don't use actual names, but such and such developer is now having their own version of this nightmare. We're going to cover it. And we're going to hold people's feet to the fire. We're going to shine whatever sunlight we can on it. And we're going to be proactive about it in the same way. That stuff is just now part of the discussion. And it doesn't mean that it, there isn't some light down the road where we get to a place where this doesn't have to happen anymore. It probably won't be our lifetimes. But until it is, that's just how it's going to be. So think of it this way. It was either the show is going our way or that's what we're going to do to tweak it. And that's how we're going to do to tweak it. All right, Patrick, you were saying something and I cut you off. Or you- no, just, you know, maybe the, the most important thing in all of this. I, I I had ideas about, oh, I should do this. And, oh, this is like, for example, I thought maybe you should ask women how they're doing and, and you know, ask if you were an asshole or whatever, like you, you don't realize. And oh boy, someone today, we're both very close with has some strong opinions about being yes, asked those exactly. questions, Patrick. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, exactly. And that's why uh, that's where I'm getting at. Um, and I've see, I've read from multiple people today um, saying, you know, when you do this, you're just forcing people to relive their trauma, right? And um, and so my point is not just this, but in general, you know, everyone says, oh, listen to women. It's not just listen to the victims when they're talking about how they've been abused, although, of course, that you should definitely do. It's also, if you're on Twitter, follow lots of women that you wouldn't have otherwise just, you know, and we're talking about women, people of color and people with disabilities, and maybe you you wouldn't naturally do it, but just have that part of your life so that you're not as clueless as, and you know, obviously I've been following women and and all of this, but integrate, we have to integrate that into our lives because as proactive as I thought I was being, there was a lot of things that I didn't 
that never came up and that I would have had the wrong reaction with. So bottom line, I'm on, I'm talking about my own experience. If you're on Twitter, follow women on Twitter, follow people of color, follow, you know, that's, and, and like people that you wouldn't necessarily, there are tons of awesome, you know, developers, streamers, artists, all of that. And it sounds dumb. You know, it sounds really dumb when you say it like that, like, oh, follow women on Twitter. Like, I never thought of that before. I assure you it isn't that dumb because the 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 way you think things are, it's been made very clear, we're wrong. Yeah. And we don't understand the experiences. We don't understand the reactions. We don't. All right, I'm I done. A, Sorry. I had, a really, I, <laughs> I had a really interesting conversation with a with a a friend, a female friend who's, I'm not going to use names because they didn't ask for this and I'm not going to put their name out there, but we had this long conversation. Uh, one of her big pet peeves was this, um, on the internet, especially somebody will say, well, this is all easy to say, but you know, if you're, you want all this, all this, uh, you know, this equal, whatever, whatever, but half your, as if they're some club and they had a meeting about this. Half of you are on TikTok in your bras, uh, just trying to get men to ogle at you. Oh, dude, I got that stupid I email. I know. I and got the same you. email from the same. Oh my god, it's probably I the was. Same guy. It's I, probably the same I guy. screamed uh, to 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 Hat and Jocelyn about this because it came into the Angry Chicken inbox. Yeah. And here's what I would say: um, I would say to those people, I would say to the guy that sent me an email that said uh, "Get woke, go broke." I would say to this other dude who. Uh, did a big long Reddit diatribe about how uh, we've just fallen into the feminist trap, all this stuff. You all can get the F out of here. I don't want you here and I don't care if you listen. So F off, take the next plane to wherever you want to go and sit in your own shit. I'm not interested. Don't come here. You're not part of this community and I don't give a shit if you disagree with me or listen to this show ever again. I don't care if I ever see a penny from you from anything ever. I don't care. So just F off. All right. I've said my part about those guys. You know who you are. So stop. Just stop. No more emails. No more you whatever. <laughs> you, if you're so awesome, go spend your awesome time doing whatever awesome thing you're doing. Because this isn't it. You dicks. All right. <laughs> I, I want to. Uh, oh, man. I'm, I'm like. You're, <laughs> it pisses me off so you're, bad. You reminded me of the existence of that. Um, I want to be very clear. Uh, I, I've covered this on all my shows this week and the vast majority of everyone that's written in has been great. Vast. A lot majority. of people willing to listen. Huge. A lot amount. of people feeling like they're ready to go out there and try and make their little corner of the internet, their little corner of whatever community or communities they are part of a better place. Um, totally agree. But, Oh, there are a few of them. There are a few of them where I'm, I, I just, I'm like ready to go just uh, I haven't wanted to fight someone since like high school, but I kind of want to fight some of you. I know it does. You have that feeling. Like, and you know, you that's fist to cuff it and let's go, that, you know, that's also part of what a lot of uh, women and, and blizzard employees have been saying. Like when, when you mentioned uh, stopping the show, Scott, um, they've been saying, you know, if all the, the good people I'm using, quotes because you know that's what they've been saying if all the good people leave we're left with all the assholes yeah so we have to you know we have to stay here and i and try to be good people um so we it's not as easy as you know oh stop streaming and stop covering their 
games because then you also put all of these people who don't have healthcare out of a job. Uh, and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, for, for the record, I am really yeah. glad I didn't do that. Um, I was, yeah. uh, you know, kind of when you're in a blind rage, it's kind of hard to make decisions that are yeah. Uh, yeah. the best quality or whatever, but I'm really glad I didn't. And I, uh, I've learned more in the last week and a half and I feel like I've learned in almost a lifetime. And, and it's been really good for me in lots of ways. It's made me think of everything from my immediate family in a little bit different ways to, to all the great women I work with. It's made me realize that I've taken them for granted. I've just taken it for granted. These amazing women in our community that just are always there and they're always awesome. And they're not, they're never a problem. Like it's not like they're a problematic part of a community. A lot of communities have issues. They just are never a problem. And I've just let it, Oh, look at that. Look at us over here. We're the safe place for women. Isn't that great? It is. It's just not enough. So, so I mean, again, repeating myself and I've done it for four shows, but yeah, we're running in circles. It's okay. <laughs> in some ways it's okay because in the yeah. look, this is how you deal with stuff. Some of this is cyclical. You got to go through it in your head. Um, Again, go back, listen to the previous episode, listen to Jules talk about uh, the fear of being told you're just placating tokenism or signal virtuing. Because if that didn't hit home for me, because I've had those worries before, I don't. Uh, and at this point, I'm just like, F it. I don't, I don't care anymore. Also, I don't care if somebody pipes in on this episode says, you guys, you're all virtue signaling or you're all whatever. whatever. Send it. I, a, I, I don't care. B, <laughs> The main thing is I'm not, I don't want people just to hear what I have to say anymore. Okay. I want what to matter is what I do. And I don't care if you see it or not. So I'm going to do things that I hope make a difference. And I'm going to listen to the women around me to make sure I am doing things that help them directly. And if that's a problem for somebody, go take a shit. I'm not, I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm going to try my best and I'm going to probably fail here and there. And I'm going to have to pick myself up and try again. I'm willing to do that, but I don't care what you think I'm doing. I'm going to do it and I'll do what I'm going to do. You go do what you're going to do. Just go. And there, you know, the virtue signaling thing, I've seen a little bit of that as well. Um, There's always here a and there. Yeah. And, and one of my instincts was definitely to virtue signal. <laughs> boy, what would have would that have been a, a, a really bad thing to do? Yeah. I, I hope that's not what we're doing here. If it is, I hope many women let us know. That well, non-men, basically. That's what I that's who I want to hear from. Men, as I think I've made clear, I don't really trust us <laughs> anymore. Uh, but I, I would be happy to hear what other people have to say about this. And this is what, you know, the, the brilliant ideas that everyone has about how to handle things. We should not trust ourselves too much um, and, and you know, listen to the actual people who... So basically, if someone thinks we're virtue signaling or we're doing this or that, let us know. Um and I really hope that's not what we're doing. You can let Patrick know. I've seen know. some. I've definitely seen some. <laughs> you can let, you can let Patrick, Patrick know. know. I frankly am not interested. Yeah. Well, I think he more he more means like if 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 and here's the other thing. I, hate, I, I don't even want, women, I don't even like my saying, point is yeah. I want women to let us know if you And know, I don't even like that like, so much because I don't I know what you mean, but I don't like the idea that well it's now it's on you guys to let us know. Hey, hey, women, let oh, us yes, know. Yes, of course. That's not what I mean. I that's know that. I know that. Course. But see, this has been part of, yeah. and that's why I'm saying I know you don't mean that. And I don't either when I say it. But I 
but I'm learning what yeah. things sound like more and more. And even when I hear that, I'm starting to go, yeah, that's kind of now we're putting it back on them in a weird way. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it's I, I, and again, it's not there's no ill intention from any of us here. I know that. And I know you guys enough. I'm, I'm, I'm close enough to you guys to, 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 to I think I know your hearts and I know who I am and I can, you know, people can believe me or not, but it's, it's what we do beyond that. That's going to matter moving forward. And I just want stuff to stick. I don't want, I don't want any more talk about it because that's just all that is. And, you know, I, I I'm, I'm trying to decide whether I should be heartened by Morheim's follow-up, which was, he put out a statement and it's really empty without any action. He's recently put out another saying, I'm going, I, he basically said, I promise you, I will be part of the fix for this. Now, that could mean something substantial. That could mean him taking many, many millions of dollars and putting it toward rectifying this mess or making real change in the industry, being a true influence in that way. Or it could be empty words again. I don't know. But I am willing to take, I am going to be, I'm going to try to be more willing to give the benefit of the doubt where good intention is expressed. And that is one thing I want people to be careful of. It's easy for us to just assume the worst about everybody. And when they say they're going to try to do something, immediately just go, ah, whatever, that is what you'd say. Maybe we need to not do that as much either. Like, at least give people a chance. Give them the support they need to make a change. And if they don't and they let us down, well, then they do. And then it's, it is what it is. But we've got we to gotta approach this with, like, more... I don't know, just a better, we got to have a better freaking. I mean, the ultimate goal is not to burn down the video games industry. The goal is to make it better, right? right? The, the right. goal is to fix it. Yeah, well said. I think that's a good, and I've seen comments like, oh, raise Blizzard to the ground, like fire everyone. And, I, you know, I'm sure a lot of people need to be fired, but the goal is to make it maybe the, 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 at some point in the deep, maybe it's too early for this, but maybe in, in 5, 10, 20 years, the industry could be what we thought Blizzard was. Maybe. we That's yeah. what we have to try and do, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was talking about this when I saw that um, all of uh, Afraziabi references are being removed from from WoW, that it's like this is not some magical fix. The The issues that are being raised this week are the type of thing that's going to take a long time to change, yeah, step by step, you know, decision by decision, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's really where I've kind of ended this week. Is like I think we're all sitting here. We just we wish that there was one big decision, one big action that could be taken that would make this right. And the, the yeah. sad truth it kind of doesn't exist. Yeah, it's a it's very nuanced. So, it is societal, and I know it's such a freaking buzzword that's been thrown around a million times this week but it really is it is truly societal it is it also tends um, to be more, way more nuanced in context and, and complex than people ever give any of this stuff credit for and i don't it doesn't excuse anything it just means it's harder it means it's more difficult it's yeah. more complicated so we have to take it as the complicated mess it is and do what we can from our angle and everybody else whatever position they're in do the same and and work for a better um a better thing but i also think it's 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 bad for us so I was really torn on that wow decision where they went and stripped all that the Alex stuff out of there, and here's why. No, they can't leave it in. They ju- they no, just can't. exactly. It's so impossible. this is, so this is my whole point. If they would have done that quietly and really meant to do it, like we want these out of here, but we don't want to look like we're being 
You know, the, we, we don't want people to think we're, oh, that this is a real solution. So we're not going to say anything publicly. Let's just strip all this shit out and get that guy out of here once and for all. If they'd have done that, they'd have had a ton of heat. People saying, oh, look at him quietly sweeping away the Alex Fraser Hobby business. Well, they, they <laughs> quietly fired the, the monster. Well, they like. did. They did. But my point is, like, they were kind of screwed whatever they said. If they... Oh, no, no, no. I agree. I'm just, I'm just, I just, I'm just adding on to that. Like they did quietly remove the perpetrator yeah. listed in the actual lawsuit. Yeah. You know, you're so right. I'm with you're you. right. You're yeah. Right. And that's uh, my that whole one. point. Like, like one, they're either hosed if they do or hosed if they don't in retrospect with things like them taking out references in the game. If they announce it, everyone says, what a lame toothless method of doing anything good. And if they don't say anything, what a lame thing to sweep under the rug while no one's looking like either way, they're screwed on that. So I'm torn on that. Like part of me is like, yeah, it's not enough, but part of me is like, well, it's something. So, okay, do that one little bit. Cool. What about these little bits? What about these little bits? And by the way, what they were doing, uh, is interesting in another aspect of this, which and Patrick, maybe you can speak to this coming from your PR background, but like, the WoW team making that decision and doing that in what looks like direct conflict of the statements of Activision Blizzard and their lawyers is kind of rebellious in its own way. It's 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 not full rebellion, but it's the WoW team going, yeah, we're going to do some shit and we're not going to talk to management about it. And we think it's important to get this stuff out of here. Like, well, you don't know if they didn't talk to management. I, I, think I don't, that I don't know. No way of knowing I don't that. know. You're right. I don't it certainly know. feels. It certainly feels like there was a level of, um, uh, I guess, rebellion from employees. I, I'll say this that I, that I didn't expect. Uh, it felt like, especially with that horrendous statement that Activision Blizzard put out. You know, the uh, friend. Yeah, I think that's what did. Like, it, frankly, I, I think I, so too. I think, and, they, and it was like. But but the you know it didn't I I'm not as close to those communities but I don't think it happened as much with with Riot people were very angry or with Ubisoft people were super angry but here it was well, like, Riot had a walkout yeah they yes did yes of course but it felt maybe it's because I know more Blizzard people and it was more visible to me but it felt like the the employees of the company were even more like we've had it like f all of you and I and maybe. You know, we maybe co- that statement contradicts that theory, but maybe the reason people have been leaving in the past three years isn't because they, you know, Activision was swooping in and changing the artistic direction of the company. Um, maybe it was because Codex saw this, saw this and he was like, holy shit, get all of these people out of my company. Maybe. I don't think that's what happened. I, I find maybe. that unlikely. Yeah, 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 I find it unlikely as well. It's, but yeah. There's still a lot of questions, right? Like, yeah, the Kotick yeah. letter, whatever. Maybe you think it's nice. Maybe you think you, 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 it isn't. But it's like... I mean, the Kotick letter are, are, is... Completely... So how much do you... My question is how much do you really believe any... Like, hey, Kotick, yeah, how much, how much weight is there behind this? Because they're still going to probably fight this in court. Mm-hmm. I, I think the best case donuts. scenario there is is let's fix it as painlessly as we can for the company, of course. Uh, and and that comes back to what we've been saying earlier, which is if you fix these tiny issues and you you go back to the status quo of before, like you can't fix the culture by just addressing the issues when they're brought to you because there are so many other issues that aren't brought to you and the general like day-to-day 
uh, uh, harassment that, that people have to deal with. So I don't see how something being handled internally that has never worked before can significantly improve things. Although I, you know, the, again, the reporting uh, from the journalist that broke the story about riot a year later said things have improved. And you can only trust this, obviously not from management, you can only trust this from the people and from independent journalists, of which we have many who are great in the gaming industry, in spite of what some, you know, of the toxic crowd would have you believe. They will be the ones who will let us know if things are better. Yeah. They will hopefully report on these things and and get testimony from, you know, people who still work there in a year or two or five and tell us, okay, things are like this, like that. There are still issues. This is, you know, that's how we'll know. We won't know because Kotick or whoever says, we fixed it, we fired three people yeah. and now things are good. Or even, you know, we fired 50 people. That. We don't know if that will be enough because the culture, as we've seen, as we've seen from the Ubisoft letter, is the, the real issue. And you can't just expect to fix that by just fixing the things that are brought to you. Yeah, and the words aren't going to do it. The actions will. And the actions, the result of those actions, we won't know if those did what it was supposed to do until those affected most by those actions say whether it did. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, don't get it in your head when you hear somebody, somebody at a place of... Uh, this is, this is a real lesson. Like, it's just a logical one to me. If a woman says I was abused or harassed by this person and these, here's some specifics, even stuff called out in the suit, uh, this immediate thing of like, well, how do we know she's not lying? Here's how I know. Nobody does this to themselves ever. Why would you, why would you do this to yourself? Why would you put yourself in a position of just utter, complete ridicule, death threats, and all the other mess that comes with this? By telling your story, they are incredibly brave and they have, they are braver than I'll ever be. I sit here in my easy to sit here, cis white body going, yeah, stuff doesn't really affect me much. They did the bravest thing possible. And I'm actually, given how long this has been at play, I'm not surprised it took this long because that image we had of Blizzard was also an image that the company worked really hard to maintain. And I think they did it with a bit of an iron thumb in retrospect. I think that what I used to perceive is like clamped down on PR and, well, we don't know if we want to interview that guy because he can't talk about what he's working on or all this like nervousness around saying anything out of the company line at that company. It makes me think that they were so focused on carefully controlling that Blizzard was the Blizzard we all thought it was, that these are just... These are these are uh, how do I put it? these are consequences of that kind of everyone shut up be quiet you can't say that oh there's a problem Shh, keep that down let Faraz Robbie go he's a he's a nightmare and he, he has been for a long I time mean, but don't say anything just fire I, him and get him out of here no one will notice like that feels like what I was being fed and I didn't know it I could be wrong as someone who worked in PR at Blizzard uh, th- just just a couple of things I will preempt emails uh, about what you just said you know if there's one woman that there have been cases where one woman came forward saying something about the man or you know whatever harassment and it turned out it wasn't true those are obviously well, of the exception exist and yeah, of when that happens when there's one woman woman that comes forward you should believe them 
and let the you know uh, uh, investigation go through, and then maybe you know it, it's a very different case when it's one person, and still then you should believe them. But this is not that, right? This is every woman we know, and every like it's dozens. And it's not something they do for, for fun, as you said, Scott. Like, it's trauma. Anyway, so there's I just nothing, wanted to say, there's yes, nothing it does good happen. For them. Nothing's benefit, beneficial for them by doing yeah. this. They don't get anything. Even that person that, if there's a person on the outlier who exaggerates it because they're mad about getting demoted or whatever their other, you know, whatever that those out there cases are, there's still just a little something there. There's always something. And so just yeah. be, um, I don't know. I also, yeah, it's, yeah. I also want to talk about EU for just a second because I work in PR in the EU, in, in, in the EU offices. And when it first happened, I was like, oh my, you know, go back to my Twitter feed. I was in complete shock. And my first reaction was, again, showing you how much I, I don't know. Oh, but, you know, in the EU, we had so many women in the staff and women in, in management positions and uh, you know, thank God it didn't happen there. And then I was like, wait a second, like maybe I should ask. And I emailed a couple of people and they were like, yeah, it, I don't think it was as bad as it was in uh, Irvine because that was probably the worst of anything we've heard. And there was some horrendous stuff in other scandals as well, but it was, there was harassment, like not just one instance, there was harassment in where I worked as well. You know, it was, and I was like, my initial reaction was, phew, oh, it, it, I, in, in the EU, we had so many like different people and, and genders and, and uh, uh, ethnicities and like from different countries. It was so diverse. But yeah, it still happened there. Yeah. Um, regarding the PR control, though. Afrazi Abi was in interviews all the time. You oh, know, yeah. it wasn't like Blizzard was hiding them or like, I think that's the worst part of it. It's that it's all happening under the, 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 you know, the surface and they're all, they don't think there's like, they think they're untouchable. Someone like Afrazi Abi was probably thinking, if you go ask him, he was probably he would probably go like, "Oh, there." I don't want to speculate on what he would Apparently say. Apparently, he would ask, I mean, "Do you know who I am?" Yeah, he would do that yeah, a lot. Probably. You know, I can tell you. I, I mean, this is a. I didn't think I'd ever tell this story because I didn't think it ever mattered. I thought it was just me being weird. I'll tell you this story real quick. 2018, I'm hosting the Q and A. We're backstage. Ian's back oh there. God. John Hyde's back there. Alex Frazarabi is part of the panel. He's back there as well. Everyone's talking. Everybody except Alex are joking with each other, laughing, talking, talking about, you know, makeup or whatever, because we were getting makeup on and all this stuff was going on. It was a, there was a camaraderie there that was happening with everybody except for him. Um, it's still speculation on my part, but they all seemed really annoyed with him and nobody would look at him and he wouldn't look at them. And when you got on stage, everyone all smiles and acting like, Hey, it's all of us talking about yeah. this stuff or whatever. But I was struck by it. I remember going, why is this so weird? There was just a real weird vibe back there. And again, I'm nervous. There's about to step on stage with all these people and I didn't know kind of how to feel or whatever and all of that. But I remember having that feeling and he wasn't really interested in talking to me either, uh, but everybody else was super friendly. I couldn't figure it out. My guess is they were probably well down the road with 
you know, his behavior and, and everybody knowing it was an open secret and nobody feeling empowered to do or say anything, especially the women affected. And now everything I think of in the past is colored by this. It's my own problem, but I, it's, I think of all these new, all these things that, you know, you witness, uh, Morheim coming out on stage and looking all nervous because Jab was about to say, you know, they were supposed to show a big logo and a thanks for him being CEO. And there he, he gestures to the crowd and says, you did all this. And I remember Morheim with the worst face on going, what do you mean? Did what, what did I do? Like just did not feel comfortable up there. You can find this on YouTube. Um, that's colored different now given this context, because what I see now is a guy who can't wait to get the F out of there and probably is culpable. Not probably is. He admits it himself. He's culpable in bad leadership. He let this stuff happen on his watch. And I, 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 it's hard. It's hard. It's really hard. I guess is what I'm saying. So don't, I'm not asking for sympathy for me, for Patrick, for Garrett, forget about us. Uh, I just wanted to share that. Cause I think it's, I think that was a, that was a telling moment that I didn't see it for what it was. I look back now and I think, oh, they didn't, they didn't like him. Something was up. Something was dirty. And yeah. even if that's not true, I can't help I mean, but feel it. I don't know what else to think about. I, that I, yeah, I, I would caution too against focusing too hard on the worst offenders like Afrazi Abi, because uh, I think that's how we end up being surprised down the road. Because there's yeah, exactly. so many other Thank stories <laughs> that have come forward that are about so much more subtle sexist behavior. Um, and like I said, these are the types of things that uh, I've, the, less, the lessons I feel that I've had to learn where I've been like called on my shit by my, by my female friends and coworkers um, where you don't know unless someone calls you on it. Uh, but like I said, again, it's like, we're, it's, I think it's really, really easy to get lost focusing on, Oh, we've got this monster. And so like, if, if something happens to Fraziabi where he gets convicted or whatever, that's not a magic. It's over. We did it. Everybody. Uh, it, it, I you, keep coming you know back what to I kept this, thinking? this change, the change we want is going to take time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no easy answer right now. Mm. Go ahead. I, I was at the, um, DNC party in, in Paris in 2008 for the election of Obama. Yeah. Um, and I was, you know, I think a lot of people back then, probably Patrick, mostly white. Could you, Patrick, could you like anger a certain segment uh, of, of political <laughs> believers anymore on this episode? You're, you're talking about partying the, uh, for Obama, uh, unions. I think the people who would be angered by this are are people who have stopped listening anyway. I know. I, I just, I, 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 I'm it's, sorry. This has been but, a very serious episode. I just need to tease you about something. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> it's fine. The, the point is not about Obama, the point is about us. I, I, I felt, I think a lot of people felt, oh, there's a black president in the U.S. We fixed racism, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that, oh that's boy, about, I I've got some of, bad news for you. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I think like, you're right, Garrett, focusing on, on those individual stories gets us into the, the feeling that we've done something about it when we can't know when it's fixed like the people who <laughs> are the the prime recipients of these issues will let us know yeah. and until then you know let's well and again and how we're all responsible right? yeah and again as i mentioned earlier too like it shouldn't fall 
on other people. It should fall on us. Like, yes, we're all responsible. We, yeah. Also, you know, I don't know. Side, side note, uh, feeling less defensive when somebody calls you on your shit, even if you didn't mean to do it, this has been a real lesson for me. Um, why well, I said it on this episode with Jules, but when those, when, when her and Joss and others reached out to me and said, you know, it'd be really great if you had a, a woman's perspective on this, not just a bunch of dudes. My first reaction was to be defensive and say, well, wait a minute, I'm on your side here. I'm not, you know, I, I didn't, that was my first instinct. So if I have advice, it would be try to fight your first instinct sometimes because sometimes they're just wrong. I'm not saying all of them are. If there's a giant bear behind you and your instinct is to run, maybe run from the bear. I'm not saying change all your instincts, but sometimes our self-defensiveness just gets us into a corner. And if you're real hardcore about it, you'll never get out of that corner and you'll never see Uh, anything wrong with what you're doing. So, yeah. 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 And, 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 and this does not go for the email that was mentioned a lot earlier in the episode, but just being willing to have a conversation, be willing to listen and, and talk. Yes. yes. Uh, Thank cause you. I, I, I know Joss, I'm not as close with Jules, but they're, they're willing to have a dialogue. They want to talk to you. They don't just want to lecture you. Right. And be willing to do that for others too. Um, but also sometimes you might need a lecture. If you want to talk, like, I mean, sometimes if people want to just talk to we, me and say, hey, I have a difference of opinion on something, I would love it if they would just reach out in that regard. But instead, they send things like uh, get woke, go broke. And they think because their funny rhyme is so funny, that's all I have to say. That's I don't want to do that anymore. I'm freaking done with that across the board. I'm not doing it anymore. If you want to have a real conversation, always open, always forever. Well, And, and yeah, to try and tie a bow on on this kind of meta content creation conversation we're having. Um, it's like, I, I, again, the, your, your, your talk with Jules went to all of these places, but I've also seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of conversation around it uh, in the podcast community this week. It's like, well, what I, I'm afraid to ask someone to come on. Cause I don't want to, I don't want them to feel like I'm like, Hey, come on and relive a bunch of trauma or whatever. But there's also like, there is that. And yeah, be respectful of that. And, and, and don't try and force people to come on. Don't want to come on. But also if someone reaches out to you, yeah. like be receptive. Yeah. Not only that, but I, I, don't just don't always assume your assumptions are right. Like I've uh, biggest problem yeah. I've made, or one of the mistakes I've made re- here recently is finding out that somebody, a woman who uh, I thought years ago about asking to come on the show. I didn't do it. Why? Didn't mean I didn't like him. It didn't mean I was worried about who they were or any of that. It was because I thought they would say no because I was putting too much pressure on them or something. And so I didn't do it because it was the easier thing to do. I did the easier thing. And we all do it. It's okay to admit it. But maybe once in a while, do not the thing that's easy. Or instead of making that assumption, like reach out I mean, the, and like have a the conversation. The big problem with is them. you don't know what you don't the thing know. that's easy is. Right? You don't know until you but do you it. Know, about being defensive, I think a lot of this, something that might get lost in all of our, you know, we're, I'm sorry, we're talking a lot about, like, we're three white dudes and we're trying to get through, like, to to work through all of this. And it's not going to be, obviously, it's not going to be <laughs> perfect. But also, it takes time. I, I really think that, I really believe in redemption. I think for most people, not everyone, I think redemption is is possible. And it, but even if you're not like you didn't do anything horrible, it will take time 
to understand what that is. The first time someone is going to tell you, you might be very defensive. And maybe you hear it from somewhere else about someone else. And maybe you hear it the second time about yourself. And the second time you might be, you know, you're more familiar with the idea. And so you maybe you're a little bit more open to it. But I think it's, it, it's we have to fight the instinct of being defensive, as you've said, but also understand that it's that's how people react when they're being cold on their on their shit. Mm. And it might and that's why, you know, it takes real change takes so much time. I I'm losing my you know my my logic here, but I'm what I'm trying to say is you're gonna be defensive and that's normal. And I am defensive all the time about a lot of things. And it takes a little bit of time and, and understand that reaction and and you know work through it yeah work it's not like it. i'm not trying what what i'm trying to say is you shouldn't think take everything on the chin and just like you shouldn't be defensive because that's being an asshole like it's natural to be defensive i think is is what i'm getting at yeah yeah and it's so it's it's okay to feel these things just keep at it all right so speaking of like actual road to the road i talked about it earlier i'm going to talk about it now real quick so i I have a couple of ways I deal with things in this life. I talk a lot, as you can tell. I get on podcasts and I blab about everything and everything all the time on various shows. I think I'm what? I produce eight of them now. Uh, it's That's, you know, people are probably sick of hearing my voice. But that's one, that's one of my outlets. My other outlet is putting pen to paper and creating art. And I've done it my whole life. And sometimes it's the only place I can actually articulate how I'm feeling personally about something. And so I did this drawing the other day of a shattered hearthstone on the ground because that's how it feels to me. I called it no way home. No, no relation to the Spider-Man movies. Um, but I called it no way home. And the concept is, I don't know if I can get back to the inn after this. I don't know if I can go back home to blizzard after this. It doesn't mean it can't be mended. can't be glued, whatever. Anyway, this is where my head was in a, from an artistic standpoint. And I did it for me and was very hesitant to put it anywhere. And I even said on Twitter, I said, I drew this thing, but I feel like maybe it'll be seen as spiteful. I don't mean it that way. I may not show it. I don't know, or whatever I wrote. Um, people are like, well, let's see it. You know, I want to see it. I put it up. I did not expect this, but it ended up going a little nuts on Twitter, a little nuts on Reddit, a little nuts on Facebook, to the point that people are like, hey, you should sell this on something. This is how we're all feeling. And I don't want a penny for any of this stuff ever. I don't want this to be anything to do with generating any revenue. It was just a way for me to kind of cut my heart out and lay it down and show everybody how I, in particular, was feeling. Turns out other people see it as a symbol of how they're feeling. And I understand that, and that's great. But I'm not going to do that. Then some suggested, hey, Scott, why don't you, um, why don't you make this available as uh, an item that we can get and get merch for it, but have the proceeds go to one of these causes that the Blizzard walkout uh, mentioned and others have mentioned in and around these this uh, this situation. Things like Black Girls Code or Futures Without Violence or Girls Who Code or Rain or any of these. So I made a decision. This is actually a place I can make a difference. Uh, there was enough interest in this that I think it would actually do really well and we would create a pretty strong uh, charity donation for some or maybe all of these groups. I don't know. I'm still working on kind of what's the best way to do that or you know, deciding which charity is the most where the, where the money should go is kind of a weird thing to try to make a decision. Uh, it's trying to pick your favorite kid, I guess, or whatever. But um, we'll do some more research on that. But 
in the coming days, we're going to make this available. It might be a shirt or a, a print or a sticker, or maybe a pin. I don't know yet. Um, and if anybody wants it, we'll, uh, here on chat, I'll show it to you. Uh, we'll send it to anybody who, who, uh, pays and all the money, all of it, every single penny. And I will have this completely transparent. You will see the sheets without people's names, of course, but you will see my, my accounting on this. Cause I want nothing to do with any, any money for this or impropriety around it at all. Uh, I will show where those, where, where that money went. And uh, the community's kind of already helping me suss through who would be the best recipient, and I just I just want to do the most good uh, possible in this in this sphere. So, you know, discrimination against women at work, specifically in gaming, that feels like a place to to maybe focus this. Uh, that's why I'm leaning toward Black Girls Code or or Rain. Uh, but anyway, uh, watch for it in the next couple of days. Um, obviously, a thing you don't have to do, but it's. It's it's all it's all I've been able to come up with, up with so far where I can actually put my money where my mouth is. So I'm I'm doing this, uh, and if you want one, great. We'll we'll make sure you're you're aware of where it goes, and a hundred percent of the uh, of the profit on this goes to uh, to these to these charities. So want people to be aware of that. Keep an eye on our Twitter account and other stuff, and we'll let you know when that stuff goes live if you want it. Um, anything else anyone has they want to get off their chest before we, uh, before we end I, this. Uh, not really. I've been very quiet this episode. Um, cause I feel I've said my piece other places yeah, and I feel you. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just tired. And when we, I don't know, I guess I'll take this as the time to say like, when we get back to just shooting the shit about games, that doesn't mean we're not still keeping our eye on this and we're not still concerned. Oh, hell, hell no. Like I said, it'll be, I, I suspect it'll be a thread moving forward in, in that when, when things arise, we are going to talk about them and, and less of a, wow, did you hear what happened? What a shock. We're not doing that anymore. We're going to get right to the brass tacks and talk about what you can do uh, to make a difference, that sort of stuff. So yeah, we, we will like, we're going to, we love video games. We're going to get into it. Uh, the instance 2.0, everyone keeps calling it is, uh, is a thing. I'm excited about it. I'm stoked. We're pulling the camera out. We're going new places. The timing couldn't have been weirder, but but it happens. So we're going to run with it and it's going to be great. And all of that stuff's going to be there. This isn't going to be the show where you tune in and get this every week. You know, you've got three episodes in a row, two technically, and then a bonus, but I think that last one was as good as anything we've ever done. Um so it's a lot. I know it's a lot. And I want to thank people who have listened to all of this. Okay. I really do, because I know that this is hard. It's hard to face. If you are if you were a little bit on the fence of this is all much ado about nothing, you probably are a little irritated, but you still did it. We're hearing from some of you saying, man, I really had to challenge my assumptions. I appreciate you guys doing that. If we've done a little bit of good in that way, then great. But there's more to do, and we'll do it here. And we'll do it across the network. We'll do it in everything I, I do here. We'll do it in, uh, you know, I know these guys have have the same interest in all the work they're doing. Uh, that's separate from this. And, and I know it's not a lot right now. Patrick's right. This stuff takes time. Like my little charity thing is, that's fine. But I, but I also know that it's not the solution, but it can make it. I would like to add that. I think it's a good example of doing what you can based on who you are in the plan. Like what you do, Scott, you make art. This is your platform. And I think if like, 
you at home listening to this, if you can't make art, cool. Well, what can you do? Yeah, I don't know what else to do. Can you help someone at work? <laughs> you, can you mentor somebody? Yeah, can I really you- don't know what else to do. There are there have been times. I had a dream the other night that um, a bunch of us were at Blizzard stopping things from happening. It was a very weird dream. And it felt nice and heroic while I was in it. But I can't. we can't actually do that, it turns out. We can't go back in time. We can't. You know, we can't see certain people for what they were and then report them. We, you know, we're just have what we've been given. And um, oh yeah, that's why I keep coming back to what, what can I do? Yeah. You just keep asking yourself that question. Yeah. And if Blizzard wants that stone put back together, they got a lot of work ahead of them because right now I can't do it. All right. Patrick, anything else you want to add? Um, just. You know, as we've been saying, I think I really think it's important to realize that we're all we all have a, a small part, at least small to big part in this. All of us, even if we don't think we do, I truly believe that. And um, if you're on Twitter or I don't know Instagram or wherever you hang out on the internet, go follow women. You you have a lot of them being retweeted or they appear in your feed and follow them, not just for following them now, but just to have that in your field of view in the future. And yeah. I think that's well said. Well, I appreciate both of you. I'm grateful for your friendships and um, for uh, the sense of solidarity. I feel with a lot of my male friends who are seeing this for what it is and trying to make real change. I'm very grateful for the women in our lives, specifically those in our community and those within Blizzard who've either endured this or know exactly what's been going on and we haven't been listening very well. To all of you, I really appreciate you listening today. We'll be back to a semi-regular style show next week and uh, I look forward to that very much. Uh, If you have thoughts and feelings, send us your feedback. We'd love to take it. It's over at uh, theinstance at gmail.com. That'll be it for us. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.